Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk about working on a series, <laughs> because that's what I'm doing. Ooh, so, you never know where life is going to take you in this author world, and you don't know what projects that you're going to really do next. I mean, let's get real. I put down a list of things that I want to do, and books that I want to write, and then life happens, and ideas come. And I get really, you know, pushing things again to like, oh, well, this one's going to 2022. This one's here. This one's there. So that's what's happening right now. You guys know that I work with, you know, multiple genres. So, and audiences. So I'm in the K-12 world every day. And I can't get away from my love of, you know, early middle grade, early chapter books, working with, you know, YA, all that's there forever. I know that. My love of picture books, it's all there. But I also love horror. Y'all know it's my favorite adult genre. And, and middle grade, I mean, really, I love horror and crime and police procedural. I'm really digging the Sunday killer y'all and I'm really excited that you guys are going to get a chance to read that on August the 31st when it comes out so I made a decision that I was going to have to have a cutoff you know I can't compete with the Sunday killer the Sunday killer is going to be traditionally published and I have to wait and give it its time to shine so that means that if I was working on the Fay of Averly or you'll see, you know, I can try to get agency representation at this point, but I can't do any kind of push to self-publish it. Because I'm all, like again, I don't want to take away from that opportunity to have the Sunday Killer do its best work when it's first being pushed out. And then I'm like trying to promote multiple books. It's hard. It is. I'm going to not lie. It's hard for me. Especially trying to like balance my nonfiction and fiction world. And so I don't want to do that within the protected space of a book release. So my list was growing longer for 2022. And even the poetry book that I wrote, I don't know when the, you know, I'm waiting on the publishing company to tell me the pre-order date. If I don't get that one released... I'm getting the cover made right now, so I'm dependent upon the cover designer to send me the work before I'm going to put that one out. If that one has to shift to 2022, 
okay i'm all right with that it's already went through its betas it's already had its edits it's already went through all the stages i'm just waiting for the cover and then i will be able to move with it so it's like okay I i'm good with that 2022 again which means i've got that bad to the bone club which is an early reader it's an early chapter book i've got and that's going to be a series for young children like the ghoul school series which i want to continue to write in the ghoul school world and so that's coming up guys that's going to be 2022 again i'm going to release you know book three and that little horror series then i'm going to go to um after ghoul school you know work on bad to the bone get that series started then I've got The Fae of Averly, which is my middle grade fantasy, which I have already rewritten. I mean, I wrote it. I rewrote it. Now I'm working on just final edits with that. My final rounds, my UFC championship rounds, before I would send that one to my editor. But I'm not ready for that because I know that's going to be 2022 and I'm going to get a cover designer and that one's going to go wide and I'm going to just hold off on that one for 2022. So now, this weekend, I got a new idea. So what do I do with it? What do you do with an idea? That reminds me of a... That reminds me of that little children's picture book. I love it so much. It makes me cry, y'all. But when I get an idea... I test the theory out of the idea. You know, I share it with my author friends and I'm like, hey guys, I got this idea this weekend. Do you see this new cover? This cover gave me this idea and I've got the whole story already fleshed out, even the red herrings. Like I already know the ending. I know that it's going to be a supernatural series. I already have it kind of in my brain. And I'm like, you know, it's because I have been praying for that shift into my genres and saying, you know, let me find joy. Let me find joy in the work that I love to do and I love to read. So why not kind of park myself in this parking lot for a while? And then, of course, an idea is going to come, I'm, I'm sure. But did I plot it? No. But did I speak it? Yes. I not only wrote it, I spoke it. And so hopefully it's in my memory. Sure, I can go and take some loose notes if I need to. Um, but I've got the idea. And even if I don't get that particular cover, let's say that pre-made is gone by the time that I, you know, need it or whatever. I have an idea. I screenshot it. I know what would be similar. I know what I would need. So... I'm excited about that idea. But does that stray me from working on the series? No, because I know that I have got a deadline. So I've put myself on the deadline. It's important to keep yourself like grounded into dates because if you don't, you know, you can get off track. And so here I am looking at my 2021 calendar and I know that the Sunday Killer is coming out August the 31st. Well, that means I need to have book two done in that detective series prior to that release. Because I'm wanting to pitch that one, book two, to the publishing company. Because it would need to kind of go out in, you know, in a succession. And I want it to be ready. And that takes time. And the publishing company 
and of course it does guys it takes months to be able to produce a book with a, co a traditional company months shoot with sweet potato it took two years and so i definitely want to have the book completely done and not just first draft i want to have first draft and my ufc edits done now i have an amazing editor with the sunday killer with the company and so if they decide yes this is a direction that we want to go and we want to give you a contract for book two then i'm going to work with that editor and she's going to help me do all of the magic to the manuscript so i'm really looking forward to seeing you know what's up with the sunday killer and for book two if it becomes a possibility so what happens if it doesn't now here's my backup plan because guys i always have me some like little uh, scenarios that i play out in my brain and i think that that helps me to understand that what i'm doing can still be utilized for good so let's say i'm writing heather moody and i write the entire book and I get 70,000 to 85,000 words and, you know, I get my target range. I'm looking for Camp Nano in July to be able to write the book and to polish it up way before going back to work. And so that means that if I have to kind of start in June, as soon as school is over, then I'm getting myself prepared right now. I'm in my monarch stage, which is my organizational stage. Um, and I'm getting far in that, and I'll explain that in a minute. But, you know, here I am already planning to write this book. Well, what if Heather Moody doesn't get a second chance? What if she's a one-shot and they say, no, we don't want to invest or we want to wait and we want to see your sales? I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, if that's true, I already have the book written. And then it's based on sales, okay, well, you want it, great, let's go. And if they don't, then I already have a completed book that has all of the police procedural piece in it. It has the characters, it has the events, the plot points. Then I can create a new detective group. I can do it. Doesn't necessarily have to just be Mike and Heather and Ben and Kane. It can be a whole new group. And it can be called, you know, the Misty Lane series or something. I'm just making it up because I saw a bike lane. I mean, we can have it anything I want it. And I have the initial premise down and I'll know who my killers are, my, my herrings. I'll know who, you know, all the little details. If I just have to go in and change characters, that's great. I can rewrite. I can rewrite a book. I've, I rewrote The Fae of Averly, like from scratch. But I knew what was happening with The Fae. When I rewrote it, it was just even better. Oh, it was like a completely, like, new, not just a new paint job, but, like, new designer <laughs> coming in. And I got that technique from Katie Camillo, who challenged us on a video. She was doing these little videos as soon as the pandemic hit. And I watched one of them, and I was like, oh, I could do that rewrite. And I did, and it was just, wow. Completely different. With similar vein, you know. But it was, like, way better. And so if that happens with the Sunday Killers book, too, 
then I'm fine. You know, I can I can say goodbye to Heather if I have to. And then I can meet Misty Lane, whoever it is. You know, Lord, I keep saying that word and that might be your name. But, you know, I, I'm okay with that happening. That's my backup plan. Because I do want to work and park within the genre for a while. And so if I need someone else to pick that series up, then that's great. I can try to, you know, traditionally publish it with someone else. Um, or I can self-publish it. It's according to, you know, whatever the life is meant for that book. I know that as I'm traditionally publishing, it is really helping me to hone my business skills. My understanding of the industry grows with each passing day. And that's what I want. You know, that's a goal for me. So I'm really, you know, excited about opportunities that can come my way, but I'm also realistic and understanding that just because I write book two, that might not be the place for it. They may say no, but if they say yes, then I'm ready. I'm not going to wait until after August, September, October, and then say, oh, I might need to start working on book two. No, I don't want to do that to myself. I want to get it done. And I want to get it pitched. And so, with that being said, I have my motivation. M for the Monarch Method is my motivation. I know my why for this. I know what I want. One, I'm motivated by Aunt Dot messaging me and saying, Jen, I hope that this comes a series. Yes, Aunt Dot, I do too. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm motivated by a lot of external forces and internal forces. And so, I'm super pumped about writing it. That's not the issue at all. It's just I have to have that realistic conversation with myself and say, okay, if this, then that. If this, then that. And that helps me put things into perspective. And it's like, okay, so, Jen, you're pretty much just bottom line saying you're not wasting time with this. Exactly. I'm not. I don't look at any kind of writing endeavor as a waste of time. Every poem matters. Every word matters. Every project matters. And so it's just according to what its purpose was. And so this purpose for June and July, you guys are going to see that shift, hopefully, in me within my work, too. Yes, I'm doing Kid Lit to promote the WWJ conference because we're having the youth conference. So you'll see that on social media. But I want to let you guys know that I'm organizing the thriller behind the scenes. So what does that look like? You know, balance, right? And so with my organization, I have my chart now. Oh my gosh, I love that chart so much. And so last night when I found a really great article, like it was super good. I read the article and I was like, wow, this is one I can revisit. I go to my, my organizational chart and I go to articles I'm researching and I plop it in there because this is one that I can come back to. Um, I watched a really great documentary the other night, and it's not the first time that I had seen one of these particular killers, and I'm like, okay, I got to save this one. I got to save this one. This one was a good take on it. It had some different information in it, and it's just great to be able to see the different takes. And so, research, saving those, saving YouTube videos on my list, but I'm also growing the reading that I'm doing. So, I'm reading a number one bestseller right now, and I got a ton of books over the week that I've added to my shelf that I'm definitely going to sit and spend some time with doing my three-chapter review, 
before I get started in June. So I'm planning, guys. I'm working. So I started a book yesterday, and it is like a, a one of the best sellers in the Kindle Unlimited from a huge author. And I'm like, you know, great. This is perfect because, you know, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for how does the, you know, how does it open? How does it move? Um, this one is different shifts in POV. I haven't tried that yet. I really don't want to stray away from the way that the Sunny Killer was written. Um, so it's got to be through Heather. But I enjoyed the first few chapters of this one. And I may continue to read this one just to, just to have this other book done, you know. I may not. I've already went through the first three-chapter review. Um, it was pretty good the way it started out. Um, and so, as you can see, this is kind of like the way I'm doing my research. I do the first three to begin with, and I make my list of the first three um, chapters, three to five chapters. I try to stay within the first three because I like to see, like, what is the inciting incident. And I haven't got to that one yet, um, but I did the first three. So, I'm still moving. Um, I see the cliffhanger at the end of every chapter. You know, I'm seeing the patterns within the crime world. There are patterns within genre. And if you're not an avid reader within it, you may miss it. So then I'll go back. I've got my list, which is getting longer, which is cool. And then I'll know the ones that I want to go back in and do my next review of. The continuation to see after Act 1. And so I really focus in on Act 1 when I'm first starting out because, you know, those patterns help to seal up my brain about writing with the reader expectancy in mind. Not to say I can't go off and, and, and fly off to another moon somewhere in the world. Yeah, I can, but I don't want to fly too far because the people will say she doesn't know the genre. And so you have to study the genre. So that's what I'm doing. Um, we're, we watched a really good documentary last night about Thomas Harris. Um, it was great. It was done by the History Channel. Thomas Harris wrote The Silence of the Lambs, Red Dragon, and the whole series. And he um, he worked with a behavioral unit early um, in their initial, when there wasn't even a woman, <laughs> uh, to, to create his characters. And um, it showed how he was patterning off again and all of this. So I'm like, you know, we have the luxury now of the internet searching and to be able to see a lot of things that are now public record and, and we can just research away. Whereas he was getting firsthand look within the unit and, and you know, getting some privy on cases. It's just so cool to see how all of that worked out for Thomas Harris. But for me, I'm doing my own little research here on the side, and it, and it does. It takes a lot of time and prep work for me, as does many authors, but I love it. So the, I'm a nerd, and the research part really excites me, as you can tell, because I know that even with each additional piece, it's like putting together that puzzle. And then when I'm ready to go, I'm ready. Well, you know when I know I'm ready and I'm getting closer is when I spend, you know, the 20 minutes doing the jam board. And so this is what happened yesterday. So in my organizational piece, it's working the jam board. So I've got my three-act structure there. I started already building it. I had a brainstorming session with my husband the weekend, and we were really going back and forth, brainstorming a lot. 
uh, we took a we took a four mile walk, and I'm gonna let you guys know that whole four mile walk was pretty much me talking about my book with him. And that soup that was super helpful because you know I'm still just planting those seeds, I'm still just kind of working with ideas. So then when I got in front of the blank page yesterday with that Jamboard, the ideas were just coming left and right. So then I did a slide for my red herrings. I did a slide for setting. And that one's blank right now. Because I know that I've got to create a whole new place. And so that's something that I got to do. And I got to spend time, you know, with that. So I'm like, man, I can't wait to like figure out, you know, the timeline that's coming, guys. It's getting closer. So the timeline is really important for me when I was working the Sunday Killer, and I'm going to keep the things that worked. The timeline was crucial, working with the police procedural and keeping up with everything because it was like so many cases and this and that, and how to you know, I had to keep going back in the book. No, I'm going back to my timeline. So I'm going to build the timeline. I already have like the obstacles. I'm going to build the timeline. Um. And get that squared away. So, guys, I got a month before I get out, right? As soon as I get out and I'm free throughout the day, I'm going to be getting up at 5.30 in the morning and I'm going to be writing. Because I do want Camp Nano in July to be the place where either I'm finishing up the book or I'm in editing to get that one out. So, I've got a goal. I could finish it maybe, who knows, two, three weeks. I don't know. But the research phase, I've been working it. I've been, you know, since January, I've been living within this kind of world. So, if it takes me six months to research for this one, six months to have these experiences in this parking lot, then that's great. Because that just means it's going to be even easier for me when I sit in front of the computer, hopefully. Hopefully, I say it's going to be easier. I say that in hopes that the organizational piece pays off and it works again and it's as smooth and and fluid as it was when I was working the Sunday Killer. And by me plotting the Sunday Killer backwards, I tried that, and I used one of the Alexa Dawn's videos where she talked about plotting the third act, making sure you knew, blah, blah, guess what, blah, blah, got it. I got it. I knew from beginning to end this one. So when I plotted it, I started from first act and moved. I knew what was third act. I'd already had it already worked within my head. So just putting it on the paper yesterday felt really good. So I was getting articles. I'm reading a book again. Um, Yes, and I just read Swing, too, from Kwame Alexander. And um, it's me, God. Are you there? It's me, Margaret. I mean, I read Judy Bloom this weekend. And I read Swing this weekend. I read two, an early middle grade, and and a Swing is YA, but middle grades could read it, too. So I read a Kwame Alexander this weekend, prepared for the podcast. But I will tell you guys, once I get these podcasts put aside that I've got lined up, it's all thrillers. It's all crime. It's we're, we're shifting within the genres, within the work. And we can learn something from every single author that we work with, that we listen to. I don't care what genre they're writing. 
their process, their style, their inspirations, their story matters, and it's inspiring. So I'm excited, though, because I'm still building my connections behind the scenes. And that's important for me, too, because I'm also reaching out and trying to get endorsements and blurbs for the Sunday Killer. I already got two yeses. So hopefully those two yeses may be on the back of my book cover. Hopefully they will come in in time and I'll be able to, to send them to my cover designer and say, you know, can you add these to the, to the back of the book? So I'm excited about that. I got early arcs ready and going out for the Sunday Killer for book reviewers. And that list is continuing to grow. So yes, I'm working multiple avenues here. While putting out the Everyday Mom Challenge free yesterday and today. <laughs> you know, like, what, Jen? What you doing, Jen? Yeah. And keeping up with trying to get the conference all together still for the WWJ's Youth Summit on May 22nd. And not to mention the Monarch Method Conference on June 5th. I'm still building the materials for that. And that's an all-day conference just with me. Because Sherry Mercer asked for it. And I'm like, yes, Sherry. Even if it's just me and Sherry, who knows? I might get people to sign up. You guys might want to come because we're going to be talking about the Monarch Method and how you can apply that to whatever genre that you're working in. And how can you write a novel from start to finish and get that joker out there to the world? Well, so guys, that's what I've been working on. You can see it's like... I look at this life, you know, almost like a tree and it has all these branches and it has, you know, all these limbs coming out. It's not just, you know, one branch. It's not just a tree trunk. That's not it. Now, yes, the tree trunk. Yes, I'm there. It's, it's got to be there. But I've got all of these different branches that are coming out that I'm working on all at once. And I'm rooted in the Lord throughout all of it. And so I'm getting my source of inspiration and I'm getting everything supplied to me as I move forward. The ideas are still coming. Shoot, even more ideas are coming in. I got a whole nother series idea. It's there. And then my husband's like, what are you doing with the Hartwell Chronicles? You know, you can't forget. See, he read that one and he loves that one so much. And I'm like, look, I need to go back in and I need to rework that and put some new de decoration on it. But I will do that for 2022. That's on my list. That's on my list, y'all, for 2022. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, I'm working the Bridges series. You know, I'm trying to, to put some more life into that one. That one's more of, it's a paranormal. There's a serial killer thread in that. I'm like, man, you know, this is the place where I do love to work. I do love to write. And I need to go after that joy. And that's what the Monarch Method does for you. It allows you to have that joy in that writing space. And it gives you that room to grow within that space. And then with reflective practice, you know, what did bring you the most joy? And if I look back at other projects that I worked on, then I look at the Sunday Killer. Man, yeah, that was, that's my, that's my baby. Yeah, that's my baby. And I love all my books. Don't get me wrong. But Sunday Killer, yeah. I found some, I found some, um, some places there, guys, that I felt really good. I was like, yep, this is something I can see for my future. I could, I can see this for me. So then I'm going to have to invest the time there. 
And so thank you guys for going on the journey with me. I hope that you've picked up some kind of little tip throughout this conversation of, you know, how to manage and, and um, continue to work the, the author life. And just, I'm just so excited about the opportunity to do this work. And then when book two comes, you know, here I am in front of the blank page. I pray that the Lord gives me the words that I need to say. And I pray that it's going to work. Just because I'm praying that book two, I mean, I already have the outline. It's the loose outline, but I've got it with, you know, all of its subplots and its threads and it's all of that. You know, I've got all of that tension and all of that built in here with my, my plot diagram. But let's get real. If I get there and it, it goes a different direction, I'm great with that too. And so what I'm doing now, if this one doesn't work that same way, I've got another outline that I could use maybe for another series. Excuse me. And just have different characters there. <laughs> so I have my backup plans, y'all. Um, but all I know is that I'm in this park a lot, and I'm glad you're part with me. Because hopefully we will continue to learn and grow together at Jen Lowry Writes. Um, I've got some great articles that I'm working. So if you guys are writing horror, thriller, crime, or mystery for clean readers, you need to find me on Facebook because we have us a Facebook group that is slowly growing, guys. And it is to help promote one another, encourage one another, and be there for one another when it comes time to release, to give extra love to books. So this is a promotion site. This is a site where you can come for newspaper, newspaper, newsletter swaps and retweets and shares of work. So if you're writing that, don't feel like you're alone. Come and find us on Facebook. So if you write... Thriller, horror, crime, and mystery for clean authors and readers. And yes, readers are there too because readers can help us by word of mouth. We can connect with readers in the genre. And they can talk with us about what they love. And they can help us with reviews. Why not add readers to our group? Right? They could join our newsletters. They could become a part of our little behind-the-scenes army. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that group because I understand the power of connection for help also with promotion. And there are some groups where you can't promote. You can't get in there and do it. It's against the rules. Well, this one is for that. So the purpose is to help one another, build each other up, and uh, to help share that love. So... Hopefully, it's going to continue to grow, and its purpose is going to stay that way. It's going to be continually, you know, impressed upon the, the members that this is the purpose of the group. So that way, if they've joined and they go, wait, this isn't what I thought it was, then they don't need to stay. If, they, if they're not going to help to promote and encourage, and I mean, that's what it's for. It's a promotional group. We can do newsletter swaps and do promotion. So, um we all need a push, guys. Might as well build us a good place of clean of clean work. Let's build us a good place. It, 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 let's not do it alone. It's better in numbers. Well, all right, guys. I hope y'all have a blessed day. Happy Tuesday if you're catching it in real time. Got Solomon home. Honestly wanted to stay home with him today. Didn't want to come to work because I wanted to spend time with my kid. Um, I missed that child. He's back from college. So you'll see that maybe I won't be doing a lot of interviews in the next week. I've just got one scheduled for this week. 
Um, that's a slowdown point for me because it's the end of the semester too. So I'm closing out my school, which is a very stressful and demanding time for teachers. So just pray for me during all of this um, for strength to continue to do this work and, um, and do it well. All right, guys. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.